Welcome to the Bayesian Conspiracy. My name is Katrina Stanton. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And I'm Stephen Zuber. And Katrina, would you lead us into the topic? <laughs> yes. Um, we're going to be talking about online dating. Not exactly online dating, but things related to online dating. I've been on Tinder recently, uh, trying to find people who I might want to meet and possibly date in real life. And it's been an interesting experience. It's really been a chance to see people who are outside your normal bubble without mm-hmm. wanting to meet anyone who's outside your normal your normal bubble. So why <laughs> are you trying to meet people outside your normal bubble if you don't want to meet people outside your normal bubble? No, I have to. Oh, you have Because to. there's no filter service on Tinder, so you manually have to flip through everybody's picture and blurb, okay. read a little bit about them before discarding them, um, before discarding their picture and blurb, or... <laughs> Um, or you can do what's called swiping right, um, which literally refers to uh, the motion that you need to make to uh, to potentially match somebody and be able to have a conversation with them. So Tinder doesn't sort with any algorithm, I guess, other than location. Yes. So it's not like or oh, and mean? and I guess um, gender preference. I see. So it's not like an online dating website like Match.com. An age. That's it, though. Huh. <laughs> Just those few parameters. Um, yeah, it's not like Match. It's not like OkCupid. Okay I jumped. I jumped on it once for a couple of days, and yeah, you just get a picture and just long queue of pictures that you can swipe through. Mm-hmm. And as much as you want to, even if somebody has a cool picture or a cool blurb, and if they're not somebody that you want to talk to to maybe date, you can't select them because then there's way too many people for you to talk to. I wish they had a. Ver- I wish they had a feature that was just like Word or something. Word. What do you mean, word? Word, like, awesome, like, you go, or something. <laughs> oh, just to compliment them without actually starting a conversation? Exactly, yeah, I, okay, would, okay. I, would love to, I would love to be able to do that, because I can see that there are plenty of cool and interesting people who I don't want to have a further conversation with. Maybe but. they could do, like, one thumbs up, which <laughs> yeah, like, right. is just a nice way of saying, you're cool, but you're not for me, and then a two thumbs up, which is, like, less me. Uh-huh. That's, that's really strange, though. <laughs> Why would you want to, like compliment someone if you didn't want to ever talk to them again after that because i'm busy <laughs> no but why compliment them in the first place because that seems like because a natural way to open a conversation because they're with someone. cool okay because maybe maybe it'll make their day a little happier maybe maybe they do something really really cool with their time and you want to be like i love that you save orphans mm-hmm. keep doing that thank you for thank you for what you do i'm sure someday someone <laughs> will love you Oh, wow. I guess I know why they don't have that feature then. (laughs) I've been seeing people I would normally never see. Like a guy who on his blurb said, For the love of God, ladies, shave your legs. (laughs) That sounds... I'm sure it sounded funny to him, too. Right. No, but it it tells you something. When when, uh, someone puts that on their blurb, it's a very effective filter. Anyone who is turned off by that sort of thing will immediately swipe left on him and... Good for both of you, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's kind of the point. Was that this was the again, Tinder? This was on Tinder. So like, you only get like what 150 characters of your little bio there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty short. It's, it's like 500. It's, so it's not like a a long paragraph or like a go and read my whole thing where it was mm-hmm. hidden. This was like, I want you to know this about me. Women shave your legs. I mean, that, that was what he had to put. It's out an there. effective filter, but also um, it sort of makes the day slightly shittier for everyone who thinks that's a shitty thing to say because it's out there in public. Yeah. 
It's like everyone. Welcome I'm assuming, to the world of online dating. Right. I'm assuming no more than twenty percent of women are going to find that charming and hilarious, and the other eighty percent are all going to see them and be like, "Ah, oh, this jerk," and swipe left. Like speed dating, basically, is what is what Tinder is. Mm-hmm. It strikes me as so. Is I feel like he's doing the wrong thing by, I mean, obviously upsetting a lot of people, but it's probably really effective for him to weed out everybody that's offended by that as people that he wouldn't want to date anyway. Yeah, of course. So like more like it's just the so I get I get that it's probably very efficient for him. And the, the collateral damage that comes from it is just something that apparently doesn't concern him. Mm-hmm. But the, the efficiency factor, uh, that strikes me as... Uh, at my first thought when you had said what it was, like, wow, why would he put that? That seems completely pointless. But the more I thought about it, that strikes me as something that he probably thought about for a while and thought about how you perceive. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure about that. Yeah, Maybe I'm, I'm giving it to <laughs> <laughs> But I have seen people who... It, where it really does seem that way. For example, I saw somebody whose profile only had pictures of guns for the first picture. Wow. So you don't even get to see them. You have to click in. And uh, why click in if you think it's weird that somebody just has pictures of a whole bunch of different guns as their first image? So people do try to put up filters like that cool. on the images themselves in case people don't go into the blurbs. Do the blurbs not show up automatically? They don't. Okay. So you have to... It's such a pain. So you have to click on the image, and then the blurb pops up, and then you can also scroll through the other images before making a selection. So the way that I do it is I click on the image, see if there is a blurb. If there isn't, that's an immediate no. That seems fair. If you're not going to... Lo- if you know literally nothing about them... Right. You know, it's like, all right, well, I don't know anything about you. Why would I want to spend any time with you? That sounds like a good litmus test to me. Some people, okay, another reason why I want to have like a good job um, way to label some of these things is people have really creative photos and some of them are really funny and brighten my day. Cool. Yeah, there's people who put a lot of work into their costumes. There's people who do crazy photo editing that's really funny and saving orphans, as I mentioned before. They should let you do gifts for your Tinder picture. Oh man! So like that way, if you have one of those awesome cosplay costumes where like the Iron Man mask closes (laughs) in the eyes like that, then you can know that they went the mile with it, right? Mm. (laughs) Steven, you told me that you looked up a few um, online dating stats. Do you remember any? I remember a couple. Um, I don't have. I can't remember any of the numbers, but there was a. Depending on your disposition, there was to me a surprisingly high number of people that had uh, admitted, or I can't remember how they found this. I could dig it up, and I will for fun later on the website. There's a relatively high number of people who lie on these webs on these websites, and I think it's different for Tinder than for like Match or eHarmony or something. Did you did you go to the OK Cupid one? My pictures on that article. Oh, I didn't look at anybody's. I don't know any. Your pictures on an article about lying on OK Cupid? Yes, it is. Okay, well, it's I need my to picture find this. is on a kind of stats report article. OK Cupid used to do these articles based on the data from the thousands and thousands of people who use their website. The articles They're, are fascinating if you ever get a chance to read them. <laughs> some of the deep dives they do oh, in the data. And one of them was about the lies that people tell about mm. their height, about how old the photos are, um, I guess little things like that. Income, potentially. I don't actually remember what was in the article because this was quite a while ago. But um, yeah, my photos on there, it's not associated with lying. They just wanted to put up a picture. Huh. Oh, um, it's a compliment. Yeah, but it was it a compliment. Is. But it, but it has an association. It does. Yeah. It's like, this article is all about liars. Here's a picture of someone. <laughs> well, it was the, kind of the intro. Like, um, OkCupid has this many members and counting. And then it had a grid with some of the members showing ah. behind that. 
So maybe about like, um, I don't remember, eight people, no, more than that, maybe 10 mm-hmm. little pictures in the grid. Mm-hmm. And mine was one of them. Cool. When you yeah. sign up for OpenCupid, <laughs> do you have to click a box saying you own these pictures now? No. Or do they ask you if oh, you could use it? I wonder if they do, but they actually asked me. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. That's, that's thoughtful of them. They contacted me and they're like, hi you have a hot picture, <laughs> can we use it? I'm like, of course. I'm Your picture so... brings all the boys to our yard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so flattered. You didn't ask context, though. They did said you? it, no, no, they did. They told me it was going to be, um, it was going to be on a paper about lying. And, however, that my picture would be in no way associated <laughs> with Did you say those lies. yes for money? No, of course not. <gasps> they they might have passed to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they probably would have, but... I, I, my favorite piece of advice is anytime you are asked a question that, that it, like in a professional context, the answer is always yes for enough money. Damn it. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Online dating is not a professional context. Yeah, they're a professional company. That they are. using that to promote themselves. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you want to cut every dollar that comes in after that article goes live. Well, so. maybe not every dollar <laughs> ever, but I mean, otherwise, they you basically did free modeling work for them. Yeah, so um, I guess we found out that from from some of those that people lie about their height. So the, the reason, I, first of all, that's really interesting, and we've got to, we've got to find that, that article. That was okay. the one that I found. Um, for me, it was just interesting that I think it depends on the type of website. So I think Tinder... And this is somebody who I've never used an online dating website. I, I only know from what I've heard people talk about. So, like, the perception that I've gotten is Tinder is more of, like, a quick hookup, whereas, like, uh, OkCupid or eHarmony or Match or some of the, the, the more in-depth ones are for, like, relationship finding. I'm sure that's probably not entirely true, but I know people... The only people I know who use Tinder use it for one-night stands or for hookups. Oh, um, uh, you know me. That's true. I, I, can now, I can now update that. I'm sorry. Um, wow. So when I was thinking about that this morning. So I, what I was thinking about, though, was that I think uh, it would kind of make a little more sense maybe to put a slightly younger picture or something on, on Tinder. Because if, if you're not looking to build a relationship, then, you know, who cares? But it would be weird if you went through all the trouble of making, like, a, a longer profile on some website and then eight months, a year down the line... You're like, oh yeah, I'm actually 43. I'm not, I'm not 38 like I said I was. I hope that's not a problem. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we've been dating for a year. So like, mm-hmm. to, but the hope is often that someone has gotten to know you and likes you enough that a few years here and there doesn't matter that much to them. But maybe being lied to would. So like, yeah, that, that's, what, that's why I was surprised. It's that it was lots a, of times you're when you have like a a major flaw that often would be a, a drop dead. No, I'm not dating this kind of person. Sometimes you don't want to break that on the very first date. You're like, yes, my parents are in jail for murder, but I'm not going to open with that. Well, that's I'm going to wait than, until like, three or four dates down the line. That's different than saying that you're of different height or weight. Or what if it's, age. I have an incurable STI? Um, if you said, I don't have one, and then a year later you're like, by the way, <laughs> well. enjoy your AIDS, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> I think that, 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 that's the kind of line that I'm, I'm wondering about, right? So, <laughs> I love the world you live in. <laughs> The world of, of all of, of Reducto Ad Absurdum. <laughs> it, it reminds me of... I don't even remember what cartoon this was, but someone who wanted to desperate revenge on someone. So they go... Oh, it wasn't even a cartoon. I think it was a short story. So they go, they fall in love, they build a meaningful relationship, they get a house together, they raise a child. Like They have all this wonderful living, and like in their late 60s, they're like... By the way, fuck you! This is revenge! I hate you! Your whole life has been a lie! And I was like, wow, brutal. That is pretty brutal. That, 
wasn't as far as I was going. I was more <laughs> just thinking, like, you would, I mean, so if you lie on a difference of, like, five pounds or something, mm-hmm. people probably can't eyeball that unless you're one of those crazy people at the circus who can tell within one pound how much you weigh. Uh, but, you know, if you're like, yeah, I'm 6'3", and you get there and they're 5'9", it's like, oh, you're clearly not who you said you were in your picture. Right. You know, why is your picture of Channing Tatum and you don't look a thing like that guy? Right? So, uh, th- People I mean, just put up lots of Channing Tatum pictures. It's weird. Do they really? See no, but I have oh. seen other actors. Have you? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. You've you've got to know it's not the famous <laughs> actor, right? Um, I've be. also known people who've just... You, you put your pictures up on the profile and people steal other people's profile pictures and make a new profile oh, from those shit. pictures. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. What is the purpose of that? Is that just trolling? Uh-huh. Wow. Well, I guess so. Or, yeah. Or, or there's it's a scam yeah, of some sort. Sure. There was, like, a line on a TV show called Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's like, I forget the, the name that this guy chose, but it was some female name and he's some thick-accented guy and he's like, I'm Veronica. You give me social security. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you get this on Facebook, but... Uh, it's called catfishing, also. Yeah. Right. It's but, for fun. People do it. I guess that's trolling is what you're talking about. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I, but no, on Facebook, as a guy, every couple weeks, there's some, you know, like, supermodel, 23-year-old, hey, I would like to be friends with you, friend me. I'm like, nope. I mean, actually, I know you're happens, a Russian dude. That happens to me, too. Oh, it does, too, yeah, too. Yeah, I think that okay. they just kind of canvas. Yeah. Okay. I think boss just make those now. Yeah. But, yeah. So the, the only other thing that I can remember right off was um, Inyash, yes or no to the statement, uh, in some ways, a nuclear apocalypse would be really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> if Fallout has taught me anything, the answer to that is yes. Right. <laughs> so Katrina, that's, a, that's an okay Cupid question. Yeah. Oh, is it? Katrina, and... yes or no, do you like the taste of beer? Yeah, of course. So do you know where this is going? Used to not. I mean, all of those are okay Cupid questions that yeah. you're... It turns out those two questions, the beer question towards uh, female and the, the apocalypse question toward male, if you answer in the affirmative, it tends, I forget what the numbers are, I'll find them and put them on the website, uh, those people tend to be more likely to want to have sex on the first date, Huh? believe it or not. So, uh, now obviously there, it's not a, a causation. Um, right. Those are those are examples. Well, not the beer one. <laughs> would a nuclear in in some light would a nuclear war be exciting? Mm-hmm. And the obvious, I mean, the trivial answer is yes. In some defin by some definitions of the word exciting, yeah. in which it's anxiety inducing and stressful, and, and you are right. <laughs> it yes. It obviously is. But um, but people have that as mandatory questions. Also, so like, no, you freaks who say that it would be same with, there are a bunch of other questions like that. I just skip those because, because they're not really telling anything. So they're not required questions. No, very few questions are required. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure if they have any nowadays. They used to. I've always wanted to get on one of these services, but I never actually have. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Speaking of how much fun it is, you had an encounter recently on on one of these. I did, was, yeah. Maybe we're going to look at it a little bit. Yeah, actually, um, I wanted to kind of share this exchange with everyone. I shared this immediately with Inuyash and Steven as it was happening. So they were on the front lines of, <laughs> of this exchange I had with somebody on Tinder. Um, I matched someone, and they asked me why my gender was marked in a certain way on the profile. I think it said I was female or something. Okay. I Isn't... 
Is that an atypical answer for Tinder? Right. No, I no. I thought that the, the pro- he had a problem with you because it wasn't marked as female. No, or was it literally it, marked female or something? No, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was marked as female, and I didn't even know that it was because I had checked something. Mm-hmm. Um, some sort of toggle um, during setup. But I wasn't sure why it was, so I said, since Tinder draws from Facebook... That's where it draws your information from. I was like, oh, um, maybe it's because I chose gender-neutral pronouns on Facebook. Okay. His response was, why? Why would you do that? And I said, oh, I'll, I'm ha- I would be happy to explain that, kind of my feelings on it. And then I kind of got into some of my feelings on gender, which are far from clear. But to give you a little bit of a rundown, um, I know that many, many people really love gender Um, for various different reasons. They get a great deal of enjoyment out of it, and that's good. That's definitely a mark, a mark in the pros category for for gender and um, people being able to identify with with different genders. Then I kind of got into, I didn't mention that to him because I was just starting off with talking about definitions. He asked me, are you saying that there shouldn't be boys and girls? And I said, well, let's take, <laughs> let's take that as an example. That is a strange question. The, you know, the boy, boy, the word boy and the word girl. How are we going to define those? Um, we can define them with a bunch of different characteristics that might fit one or the other. And we can, you know, potentially argue about if something is just in one category, only describes girl, or if it also describes boy too. And we can talk about that plenty of times. And if we decide that we want to take a strategy where there is very little overlap between the two definitions, then that could be very burdensome to a lot of people who find themselves labeled in a girl category or a boy category right? Mm-hmm. So that could be a burden there. On the other hand, if we can go in the other direction, we say all of the traits can belong to either either group. Then the distinctions boy and girl cease to be very useful, right? So I, that's how much I had said. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what led him to ask the question, are you saying there shouldn't be boys and girls? Because that sounds like one of those things, I'll link to a short comedy bit by John Mulaney. That, that dives into a similar, <laughs> like, we're talking about something, and then they ask you something completely not related. And it's like, I wasn't saying that, but okay, <laughs> let's answer this totally different question. Yeah, because, well, you know, he asked me why I would be, you know, marked as agendered or not use gendered pronouns on Facebook. And I said, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really keen on gender um, as applied to me so much. And, or... I didn't say as applied to me. So this kind of is bringing into how he, it's one of these conversations that because it's on Tinder, online with a stranger, typing things out on your phone, it doesn't have a lot of detail in it. I was just kind of broad brushes being like, so here are my thoughts about these definitions. I think the lesson we are about to learn from this is don't try to have nuanced political discussions through through thumb texting. That is an excellent lesson. <laughs> okay, I was on I was on Twitter for like a summer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was the lesson that I picked up right away. So now I'm on it three minutes a month, and I'll retweet a couple things now and then. But I never I tried to engage in a conversation once, and it's a complete failure. Yeah. I think Twitter has the restriction too that you can only like unless you're doing a private message. 
you only have 144 characters or something. Okay. So, like, having a conversation is impossible. But you, you have paragraphs, so at least you weren't restricted by that. But there's only so much you can do typing at thumb speed. Right, exactly. So. While I'm tired. You yeah. know, just, uh, okay, okay, I'll try to explain this to you, complete stranger, who I am not sure if you will appreciate this, but, you know, he seemed open-minded. He was, he was ready to, to kind of listen to my perspective on it, and I was ready to share it. Okay. So, so far, so good, right? <laughs> it does sound so far, so good. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was fine. But just as I was kind of finishing up my, my thoughts about the whole, like, boy-girl definition, attribute, set, and overlap, um, he wrote, Oh, Christ, are you a social justice warrior? <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, until now, I guess the conversation was going all right, but... Um, now you know where it's really going. And now now I think... Yeah, now I think that it's probably not going to be worth my while, or his, to continue this conversation. Well, how do I know what's worth his while? But not worth mine. So, um, because I'm looking for, you know, as, as I mentioned with the whole, like, uh, swiping forever, you're trying to find people who you actually want to meet and you have limited time and there are lots and lots and lots and lots of people. So I unmatched him just like that. I didn't say anything. I was like social justice warrior. First of all, um, do you guys have a kind of idea of what that phrase means? Yeah. Yes. And I typically hear it in a somewhat pejorative context. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the impression that I got from him, the way that he was using it. He wasn't saying, oh, wow, are you one of those people? He was saying, (laughs) Christ, are you one of those people? (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, it's usually used as an insult for people who are interested in in social justice and the social, social, being part of the social justice movement and, I guess, equality. And I haven't had a chance to, it's something that I'm certainly interested in. Mm -hmm but haven't really had a chance to delve super into it, and, I, and we're not going to get into it in this episode. Okay. But it's not a very nice thing to say. Right. Um, Just the weirdest thing. When, when I first ran uh-huh. into the term, I didn't consider it an insult at all. It was like how some people use the term liberal as an insult, and that just never made any sense to me. I was like, yes, liberal. Good, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you fight now, for social justice. Yeah, that's and, great. And now apparently that is that is. Well, I mean, I kind of understand how it got to the point of being an insult because of some of the toxic culture that's erupted on the internet, being mm-hmm. as it is the internet. Yes. But but uh, yeah, now nowadays it's definitely, can, I, as far as I can tell, only used as a slur. Really. Yeah. Some people try to reclaim it, but uh, if someone uses the term "Are you a social justice warrior?" you know they don't mean it in a good way. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with your rundown of that. On That's sort of my exposure as well, but I think I, I found myself finding it later on in the conversation, or like later on in internet history. Yes. Uh, Once it's gotten to the point where it was already toxic when you got to it. I think so. But like on, on a surface, it sounds great, like mm-hmm. you said. But I think, yeah, then it then explodes. But then what do social justice warriors call each other? Like they have to have something to identify by. If that's toxic now, do they do they do they buckle down and they keep it? <laughs> I don't do they think they used else? to call themselves social justice warriors. I think they were just people in the social justice community. Okay, so that was never like their banner. I'm not super into. Not this. that I know of. Gotcha. I don't have a Tumblr, so I don't know. And the comments explode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I think I think these these people are everywhere, but it's that would just be like the first time. Uh, <laughs> right. They. Uh, I think that different social media platforms have the different car- or, uh, caricatures, right? Mm-hmm. So that I think 
Tumblr is what I always see associated with the social justice warrior. Right. Well, yeah. I, I, I love uh, Scott Scott Alexander's uh, take on Tumblr that it is a media designed to uh, enrage people as much as possible. Oh. Beca- because you literally cannot reply to something without quoting it. And so everyone who's following you sees the same enraging thing that you saw, and it pisses them off too. So everyone piles in, and then to reply to that, everyone has to quote the entire string up above it. So all you see is this continuing escalation of more and more hatred, which wouldn't happen if you didn't have to quote the original angry part. Hmm. He calls it the toxoplasma of rage. Really? Yes. Uh, To distinguish it from actual toxoplasma. Yes. Well, <laughs> Gandhi. I I prefer which, the term. Which I know also. makes you angry. But. <laughs> uh, toxoplasmosia of rage. Just tox- uh, toxoplasma Gandhi, I believe, is the kind that infects um, humans as a byproduct, but sexually reproduces in cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that doesn't it also infect uh, mice and rats? Yes. yes. Yeah. Turns them in. I, yeah. I saw this in the Dan so, Dennett talk. Exactly. Yeah. So that's their um, that's part of their life cycle. Humans are kind of an accidental host. But it would normally be rodents and cats. Ooh, I'm going to link to a great Dan Dennett talk that involves this topic, and then uh, it's a talk. It's a it's a talk on memetics, and he uses this as a jumping off point because the, then he says, "Man, does this ever happen to us?" No, uh, I, yes, I think yes. The very it's it's very much the same kind of post. Maybe he uh, read or or saw the Dan Dennett thing at the same time because very much a thing where uh, this is this is a self replicating meme. That uses humans as its hosts by making the humans' lives worse. I see. That's awesome. Yeah. Dan Dennett lo- is a contemporary philosopher of mind, and he looks exactly like you imagine a philosopher to look. <laughs> Old guy, see, glasses, beard. Like, I had no idea what a philosopher looks like. People always say exactly as you expect a philosopher <laughs> to look. I'm like, I don't you know. know a- if, if your knowledge of philosophers is the, you know, from Aristotle and Plato, <laughs> right. that's... They look maybe like those people look in your imagination. Yeah. When, but, when you I know, if you know other philosophers, then maybe not. I see, like, a dark-haired German guy <laughs> yeah. that's staring pensively in the distance. And, you know, Milden, I don't think he had a long beard. So, you know, it, it depends. I, I think of that bust of Socrates. I'm like, that's the, that's what a philosopher looks like. But that, I'm sorry, we've gotten way off, way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any high-status type of intellectual jobs where the stereotypical person that comes to mind is a woman? If you were like, oh, the stereotypical philosopher. Oh, that's a good question. The stereotypical... I mean, my, my first thing I was going to say was uh, queen. Rocket that's scientist. Uh, that wouldn't so. be necessarily a highly intellectual pursuit. I no longer oh, have intellectual a... I no longer have a gendered image in my head for, like, CEOs and CFOs. Okay. I could just as easily see a woman in one of those. All right. I don't really have one for what a typical rationalist looks like. So my two main rationalist influences were Julia Galef and Eliezer Yudkowsky, mm-hmm. and they look very different. <laughs> um, so I, I, like you said, I guess you don't have a gendered, or I, I guess a, uh, a sexed, either one, mm-hmm. version of what you picture in your head. Mm-hmm. I, got, I kind of picture, I don't know, my brain probably doesn't work on average like, like you, like, it depends on who I'm talking to in my head as far as what I picture, right? Mm-hmm. I don't ask general rationalist part of my brain, I actually ask whatever personality person that I'm asking what they would think, right? Mm-hmm. And that person looks like that person. A lot of them look like me wearing different signs on their shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, since I always play female characters in video games if possible, when I think of, like, generic uh, action hero type of person, I generally go female first. Hmm. Not when I think of Hollywood movie. When I think of Hollywood movie action hero, I always go Schwarzenegger. Hmm. Because he's fucking Schwarzenegger. 
I can't not think of. But like when it comes to video games, I always think female. I think Chris Hemsworth. When I think when I, when I think action here, I did watch Thor today, so, or Thor two today, or wait, yesterday, one of those, sometime this week. Okay. Long story short, <laughs> we are off topic. What is one that you think of that is gendered female? Um, biologist. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's true. Any any animal related one, I probably would have thought. Veterinarian. Uh huh. Zoologist. So yeah, zoologist, geneticist, marine biologist. Mm-hmm. I would. I don't know if professional skeptic counts as an intellectual endeavor. But I picture uh, something like half and half there, too. I think, like, Eugenie Scott, she's a biological scientist. She played a huge role in the, oh, what was that court case? That One of those weird um, court cases that decide scientific curriculums. Okay. The Pennsylvania versus somebody. Um, Is that the Pandas Thumb one? No, it was the it was the intelligent design one back in the day. Oh, I thought, that they, had a, I thought that they had a textbook called that or something. I'll have to look into it. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking anyway, about. Sorry. I think it also depends on who you know. That's Not true. necessarily, but if it's a, I think if it's a large field and you don't know that many people personally in it, mm-hmm. people tend to default to white male yeah. in our country. Your point is very well taken. Thank you. Because we had to think hard to come up with something. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if it's a, a super narrow thing and you only know one person who does it, the person you think of is that person. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, I thought that that was kind of an interesting first bit, and it was interesting enough that I immediately took a screenshot of the, oh Christ, are you a social justice warrior, and then unmatched him, and then I sent that picture to Eniash and Steven. And while I was sending it to them, and being like, look, somebody called me a social justice warrior, this has never happened before, I started getting a bunch of messages on another website. That was not Tinder. It was OK Cupid, and and I looked at it, and this this same person, because he could no longer contact me on Tinder, had gone over to OK Cupid, and he had a rant to rant at me, so, which I also thought was very interesting, and would love to share um, most of it with you. So it started out with to quote, "Ha ha ha! Couldn't handle another perspective." You're all about accepting other ways of life so long as it aligns with your warped perspective on gender and justice. Hilarious. Newsflash, half the country voted for Trump. And my first thought was like, why, one, why does he think I'm about accepting other ways of life? Um, He's making a lot of assumptions from a very short conversation that we had. And I also don't think that Tinder is really the place to to have discussions where um, you're you're really listening to people's perspectives. Well, you were trying to. No, I didn't really. Yeah. I mean, th- there was a limited amount of perspectives that I was willing to listen to yeah. on I mean, that you're... on that particular media. <laughs> but you were putting forth a perspective. I was. Yeah. Maybe like once you engaged in conversation with somebody, then it's okay to start sharing perspectives or something, right? Well, like, I mean, I already engaged in conversation with him, but and I and he asked me for my perspective, and I was sharing it, mm-hmm. and um, it was just I didn't like his response, and I didn't think that it would be good to go further. And the fact that he then found me on OkCupid and sent me a bunch of insulting messages, and then found one of my partners and sent him an insulting message really makes me think like I made the right choice. Right. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, um, definitely. But, but yeah, the, my first thought on that was, wait a second. The real person- Why did he bring up Trump? Oh, I mean, 
I mean, I think that was a good call on his part. And I mean, obviously it was. We did a whole episode about how upset we were about that. <laughs> it, 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 that I don't think that was a very hard, very hard deduction to make. That if you are the sort of person who uh, who would explain to him about uh, what gender is and why you are not comfortable using gender pronouns on Facebook, that you would not be happy about the Trump thing. Yeah, no, that's correct. So he wanted to insult me. Yeah. Um, but I think that kind of what he was trying to bring up was that my my points of view are in the minority. Yeah. And I'm, he was trying to say shut up because you are no longer the majority well, person. Well, he wasn't telling me to shut up. He was telling me that maybe he was telling me that I should listen to other people's perspectives because a lot of people hold those perspectives. Okay. This is the nice way to interpret right. um, what, what he wrote. So I I understand him coming from that place. So if I were to if I were to do a nice translation of this message, he wrote to me, "I'm surprised that you didn't want to continue our conversation, and I felt like you weren't very accepting of my perspective." you might want to consider that many people hold perspectives that are different from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I have this really... It depends on who I'm talking to. Often, if someone comes to me and says, man, this person was doing something that was really annoying, I have this annoying habit of being super charitable to that person and saying, <laughs> well, look, I mean, you don't know what was going on at their day. Maybe it was some, you know, if, if they were thinking about it like this... Uh, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. That said, I wouldn't have given it your interpretation if I had thought about it for an hour, that was, that was, that was way too nice to me. I wasn't, I, my, my initial reaction was like, is this real life? This is the kind of thing you see on the subreddit that happened where people post like obviously fake stories and, or like snippets from Facebook or something where people will share things that, you know, involve like talking two year olds saying like super profound things or something where like, it's obviously fake just for clicks or something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, this sounds like, this sounds like fake internet stuff. I can't believe this just happened. And then, you know, she right away were like, I think that's just his way of giving you the middle finger. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, that struck me as, as plausible and probably right. That's, that, I mean, I can, now that you have given his case for it, I kind of see uh, what you're saying that he tried to maybe try to is being generous, but being generous, he tried to open up a dialogue about what this gender thing is, and you started into it, and when and he expressed some yeah incredulity, he you you basically like hung up on him or something, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Damn it, I listened to her whole thing, and then when I start trying to say something, she hangs up on me." Damn fair, her! He didn't listen to my whole thing. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> I, so, was, I um, was not very far into explaining things before. Before, you Before got he the started price. getting pretty indignant. Yeah. But so, I mean, in, in that case, I can sort of see why he was a little indignant, yeah. but then he fucking tracked you down on OkCupid? I mean, this is craziness! I'm just, just forgetting about that context for I mean, a it's, moment. Yeah, that's, that's the, like, when you are motivated to go stalk someone so you can yell at them, it's like, you are taking this in a strange place. Yeah, the next part... I would have been like, well, fuck <laughs> that, conversation, whatever, moving on, stupid Yeah, person. I did like your perspective that that people voted for Trump because they're giving a middle finger to the politically correct, social justice-interested humans of the country, and they're going to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that perspective definitely made a lot of sense to me, as did his perspective of, hey, you're going to have to... Not you have to, but it might behoove you to listen to other people's perspectives because there are a whole lot of them. And um, that's a reasonable point. 
Yeah, we're going to be getting that Trump middle finger for four years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, times. longer than that, I think. Mm, um, luckily, his middle finger is really small. So. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys heard that, listeners. I, I, I made a, a joke about the size of Trump's hands. <laughs> I don't know why that's so popular, because his hands aren't that small, but whatever. You, um, you don't know about the his, his hand penis size thing? No, I know, I know, I know about the history of oh, that. Oh, okay. I absolutely know about the history, and yes. It's only funny because it got to be a big deal for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can't not look at them, and then every time I see something with Trump on photo- the subreddit Photoshop battles, where people take, like, a picture of a cat and then put it in a space suit in space or something, uh-huh. if it's anything with Trump, one of the top three will be the same picture, but with his hands radically smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that they won't, they won't, like, they won't do anything crazy with it, they'll just make the hands small. I mean, we now live in a country where our president-elect argued about his penis size mm-hmm. as part of a presidential debate. Yep. Oh, the primaries. Those are wild times. Yeah. Anyway, then he goes on to say, can your DNC lockstep sensibilities even handle that fact? Uh, referring to the fact that about half the country voted, or half the voters in our country voted for Trump. And um, I kind of thought that, so DNC is Democratic National Committee. And I thought that that was interesting because I think in a previous episode, we were talking about how you can kind of tell a lot about somebody's positions by knowing one of their positions, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can kind of guess about what party they might belong to if they're if they do. And I'm kind of wondering about that if that's really true because I've seen people I've seen people ch- seem to change their positions quite a bit in this past election mm-hmm. or certainly be willing to vote for a candidate who doesn't seem to actually hold any of their positions um, because he's Republican in name. I think with leading out politics, because that can be weird, although oftentimes they do bleed over, right? So, like, if I ask you, what are your thoughts on uh, civil gun ownership? Mm -hmm. I can then infer reliably, depending on your answer, your thoughts on climate change and public school. in Colorado. Maybe not in Colorado, but, like, well, I mean, so pick pick a more uh, hedge issue then, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Your thoughts on gay marriage will tell me something about probably your thoughts on gun ownership, right? So... Not necessarily, but the thing is, it's like, it's not like, um... It's not completely unrelated. No, and because that's not how minds work, right? So mm-hmm. you could use, uh, like, the analogy of, unless wrong, when doing probability theory, Eliezer would often use, like, dipping into an urn and pulling out black marbles and white marbles and red marbles and blue marbles or something. The point is, is like, I could be reaching into an urn, pulling out red marble after red marble, and for all I know, the next thing I pull out is going to be the Hope Diamond. But... Given all that I've pulled out is, is red marbles so far, why would I think that? But it's not impossible. The, the, the urn can contain anything. So what I'm getting at is that minds don't really work that way. Mm-hmm. Minds, what one thing that you pull out is tend, tends to be part of a greater web that's connected to other things. Um, why yeah, that all? But I think that in, in recent years, it's become the people have become a little bit more either fluid or mixed up in terms of, of what issues are connected to each other. Which I'm kind of down with, because a lot of these things, they really shouldn't relate. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, by all means, g- generate nuanced opinions that if your friends can't tell what political alliance you are after he- asking about three of your yeah. opinions, that might be a cool thing. Yeah, also, for the why. record, I'm not a Democrat. I don't I'm know just... why, being pro-abortion rights, I have to also be um, anti-gun rights. Yeah, isn't like, that weird? Yeah, that is weird. I, I don't. Those like things don't seem to have much to do with one another. No, because it, you clearly like killing babies, and therefore you should want <laughs> All people the guns. to also have guns. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm really just pro-murder in general. <laughs> that's where it all stems from. That's the root. I'm, I'm trying to start our own pirate party here in Colorado. See, and I, since we don't have any seas, <laughs> we're going to have to stick with the cutlasses and the killing. It's okay. Um, there's a lot of scuba divers in Colorado, too. Which is people, the weirdest thing. People care about the ocean here. I think you won't have a problem. <laughs> there's a lot of pirates here. It's hard to get to the ocean from Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the next thing that this person wrote, if you're okay with moving on, mm-hmm. past the Democratic National Committee, Sad, sad. Keep collecting dudes. I'm sure somebody wants sloppy fourths. Oh! Oh! So first of all, what kind of an insult is it to say, keep collecting dudes? Like, oh man, you get all the sexual partners. That must suck for you. That is is slut-shaming when it Uh, applies to women. That that struck me as uh, someone who was sexually frustrated. Yeah. Alright, fine, you have you have fun going on and getting all the partners you want. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna spend the rest of the day being a dick to you because no one no one you're the first person to swipe right in a week, right? So uh, I Yeah, mean, I can see why that would be pretty disappointing. Well, I mean, maybe if he wasn't the kind of person I was gonna say this till the end after it became apparent the links that he went to. But the kind of person who I mean it'd be one thing to, if you can send a private mice I'm not sure how how what happens if you block somebody on Tinder, if there's any other way to say you know, sorry, we got off the wrong foot. Wish you luck. We're never going to talk again. Bye. I mean, thing I that could you... have. I could have. I could have absolutely written that to him before I unmatched him. Um, I was wondering if there was any way that he could have reached out to you, you know, politely and just to, like. I guess what I'm getting at is, it wouldn't have been insane for me to think of somebody to go a little bit to say one more thing yeah. to like wrap things up politely or something. But given that he, how long did this go on? Like at least two hours. Um, I don't know. I don't think it was that long. No. I, Maybe an hour. Not at all. Yeah, this is this is actually all this happened pretty quickly. I mean, when when it's someone about just an hour, yeah. when someone just blocks you like that out of the blue, it is kind of a blow. That that yeah. happened to me once on Facebook. I was having a uh, political discussion with someone who I kind of admired. It was someone that I'd like to to hang around with now and then anyway, and I got blocked. And I was like, <laughs> and it, I. I right away had to remind myself, don't be that dude. Because the yeah. first thing I wanted to do was find some way to email or message or something and be like, hey, what's up? What happened? Why? Dis- what? I'm not that bad of a person. And I was yeah. like, no, Which don't be that guy. Might make the blocking sense. means yeah. that she doesn't want contact and you don't do contact. It might make sense for you to find another way to contact that person. Well, a couple months later. A kind, yeah, with a kind message. A couple months later, I ran into her in person at a con. And I was like, hey, I'm sorry about what happened. Uh-huh. And I hope this will not be a terrible thing between us anymore. I've learned things since then. And she was like, okay, that's great. And then we went our separate ways. See, that sounds that sounds ideal. And like you were saying, something kind to, you know, if he if he had found you via a different, you know, OkCupid, and he sent you one message saying, look, clearly we don't agree. I'm really sorry that we waste each other's time. Good luck. Best wishes. And, <laughs> and it wasn't sarcastic or something. That sounds like a, a non-weird way to follow up with somebody that's clearly blocked you. But uh, you can't do that but, when your emotions are all up no, because no. you just got some the door slammed in your face. No, no. What I'm what I'm what I'm, tra- what I'm, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is I'm that I'm matching somebody on Tinder. I really don't think that that's slamming the door in someone's face. It's not, and he shouldn't have gone stalking you on OkCupid. Yeah, that's just that's pretty awkward. So that, yeah. what I'm saying though is that I, I was I'm not trying to defend that behavior at all. I'm saying that I could see it if it was in a polite way to end a conversation. That fine, okay, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but. The, the whole time that this was going on, because you were at least messaging about it for, like I said, something like an hour. Like, yeah. a non-negligible chunk of time. He didn't get this out of the way 
in five minutes. No. Yeah, and it, so, was a, it was a long series of messages. Yeah. But each one of these little bits is like a separate message that I got from him. Yeah, if he was like bored or drunk or... So no. that, that, that's what was jumping out at me the entire time that I kept, that kept reiterating in my head. is like, what does it say about the character of a person who is okay spending a non-negligible amount of time Tracking you down, someone. finding your partners, finding your different profiles, keeping in touch with you to keep chewing you out. It says something sinister. So, like, your your reaction, you get you had the reaction of, like, man, I really want to follow this up and clear things up, but no, I'm not going to be that guy. Well, I mean, if that, Facebook... That check of, no, I'm not going to be that guy, yeah. is the important ingredient that makes you not an asshole, right? If Facebook didn't, if the block function didn't also block private messages, I would have sent her a private message right away. And that would have been a mistake. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Facebook also has the block messages <laughs> things, but... I know I, that entire evening I felt that kind of like aggrieved feeling and mm-hmm. I, I know it's an entitled feeling and I'm not proud that I had it but I I understand the emotion I'm right. just I'm glad I was able to more or less keep it in check that's interesting um, that it, it is entitled mm-hmm. and I've felt like hey that that was a miscommunication I think you know that's they they un- unmatched me or blocked me or whatever for for miscommunication. I wish I could clear that up or something like that. Oh. I've had that feeling before, but the whole she can't do that to me. Yeah. Kind of. No, like she's I, she, she's not good enough to do that to me. Kind right. of situation. Um, I think it was entitled. maybe a good instinct <laughs> to have when the entire world was 150 people and someone like thinking negatively of you could have major negative life effects for you that you would want to clear things up like that but in this world where just within 20 miles of us there's a million people you don't don't do those things and you know conflicts and miscommunications are going to happen all the time that's what i was thinking when you're describing how you reined yourself in i imagined you leashing your inner ape right right your your your, <laughs> your apish hind brain is don't like, listen to her i'm a good cave person <laughs> as he pointed and beat his chest yes. um, so yeah i think that that's that's just part of being in a in a modern world right yeah so you you don't act like that anymore yeah, and it's um, also to the other part of that, like the slut-shaming part. Yes, that um, was some That's actually somewhat common. So if I'm not interested in someone, even if, you know, you have a better chance if you're really polite about it instead of just blocking them, um, that they're not going to come after you. But even even sometimes if you are polite about it... It doesn't matter. You get some, some poly-shaming. Uh... Um... Yeah, and I also wasn't sure how he knew exactly how many partners I have, but... Maybe he guessed. <laughs> yeah, he probably just took a random guess. Unless it says, oh, so it says on either your your Tinder or your OkCupid okay that you're poly. Yes. I was curious on how both. he came to that conclusion at all. So I see, okay, it, it comes out on there. and So that's, that's why he was like, enjoy what, your sloppy fourths or something. Yeah, no, somebody, somebody wants sloppy fourths because, of course, um, being I mean, with somebody who has other partners is... is a messy, sloppy, <laughs> gross thing. I don't understand if he's expecting to date virgins for the entire rest of his life. No, beats me. I don't think he was thinking. He's just trying to be insulting. I think. I mean, right. he would have. I'm sure he would have been very happy to. No. If if things had no worked one's out ever differently. Happy to date a virgin. No, no, no. Very happy to to date somebody who is very sexually experienced. Yes, it is. Um, and he was fine to to match a poly person. So. Yeah, if he, um, if he was no fourth or fifth to... in line, he would have been fine with it. But the fact that he was no longer in line, that's when he, that's when he, had, that's when he suddenly had a problem. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. 
<laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, then then they go, then he goes on with yet another message, and vegan, to boot, keep tilting at windmills, sweetheart, then there was a winky, kissy, smiley face. That's mm-hmm. a turn of phrase I'm not familiar with. Tilting at windmills refers to... Uh, Don Quixote. Don Quixote. I always, for some reason, I was remembering Sancho Panza, and I couldn't mm. remember Don Quixote's name. But it's a um, a Spanish story in which Don Quixote is this crazy old man who, I guess, wears a pot as a helmet, and he believes himself to be a famous and honorable knight, and he believes that the windmills that he sees are giants, and he actually has to fight them in order to save the countryside. And tilting at something means when you have a lance and you're on a horse and you charge toward the thing with the mm-hmm. lance out to spear it. That exactly. Is what, that is what the technical term is right. for that. So, so that's the tilting reference. at windmills gotcha. means that you are out there thinking you will slay these giants and do great things, but you're just ramming into a brick wall. There's nothing there. Yeah, I'm um, I'm imagining threats that don't exist. Gotcha. I, I was familiar with the Don Quixote complex. I didn't know that there was a windmill involved. So he, he was saying, basically, good luck wasting your time charging at non-existent things. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's... My, my speculation on that <laughs> is that he's finding more things that are classically left. Uh-huh. Mm. To reinforce his persona of you that he was attacking, mm-hmm. he, he was he was grabbing things to keep building this straw man that he could then bayonet at, right? So I don't uh, think that being vegan is a straw man characteristic. I don't think but so either. Personally, <laughs> no. I I, I, I know. I, I know. To be clear, to to everybody, I, I, I agree. I think that vegans are the only. Uh, I mean, you may disagree with people. May disagree with me, and um, I, many many do. But yeah, I would say that to the extent that you would say that animal suffering matters at all. Veganism is the only correct uh, dietary choice. Or some flavor of veganism. You know, maybe if you maybe if you decide that shrimp don't matter, you can eat them or something. But uh They're so I think cute, I think though. I think I think that uh the that vegans shrimp are cute. I'm not are the, the only the, person who thinks shrimp are cute. I think you're eth- ethically consistent to a degree that you're actually walking the walk. Yeah. And that's admirable. Uh, I, I wasn't thinking it derisively. I think that it is it is looked at derisively by some people, and oh. that's what he was doing. Yeah, and there's also like the um, sticking in sweetheart with the kissing winky face to just you know, this all came from me being saying something like, "Oh, I feel a little bit uncomfortable about this application of gender." Therefore, oh, okay. he's going to. Gonna really rub your face in the gender as much <laughs> as you can. Gonna try to rub my face in it. Okay. Um, give me kind of a demeaning. I had forgotten that it all started with the gender thing. I know, weird, huh? And then, God forbid, you find someone to procreate with. You'll doom your kid to a life of victimhood and feeling shitty for being white. Fight your own privilege, ha! Huh. Now. So damn. I I mean I guess if I have a biological child that they'll necessarily be part white. But I don't feel shitty for being white, personally. That's good. It wouldn't make sense to feel shitty for something that happens you, to you by accident you at birth, no control right? Over. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I feel shitty that people are, are oppressed. So I have a weird personal anecdote. Yeah, sure. Go for it. All right. I have a friend who is uh, running an anthology right now, a collection of short stories, and uh, she says the worst submissions she gets are always from old white guys. And not not only are they usually kind of out of touch and like fifty style sci fi that most a lot of people aren't interested in anymore, and she certainly isn't anyway with her theme. Uh, but they also tend to be very entitled to be like, well, I was published here and there, and you can get my book on the Home Shopping Network. <laughs> home and Shopping so, Network. 
And so I know I am over the 6,000 word limit, but you should take my story anyway. Mm-hmm. And and that kind of thing. And she's like... Did they submit a picture with like their, their story? How did she know they're old white guys? Uh, I don't know. I will. I will ask her. I guess. Yeah, good question. Yeah, but, I, but I just, does is the bio? Do they do they submit a little bio with a photo? Like authors often do that. That's what or, I was picturing. Or they but... or they have a website where they have that. I didn't go into those details because I was thinking right away. I mean, she said old white guys are the worst, and I was like, yeah, they kind of are. And then I was thinking in my head, someday I will be an old white guy. And I, I, I it's so shitty that there's this stereotype that I will be lumped in with. But, but on the other hand, be, that is the very the that well. But you don't get a choice. I, no, you, you don't get a choice. But on the other hand, <laughs> that is the shittiest complaint ever for for uh, for a racial group. Like other people think that since I'm old and white and a guy, that uh, I am privileged. I kind of am, and so you are in certain ways. Um, I think that it's hard for people who have problems to see that. Who have who have significant real problems that impact their lives in negative ways to see that they're privileged in other ways. Um, but it is a little frustrating to not be able to say, "Hey, you know, I'm going to be old and white someday. No. Please don't lump me in with them because it's yeah, old white guys are kind of the worst sometimes." I feel, Hashtag I feel, not all old white guys. Right. <laughs> right I exactly. feel like that's implied, or you at least have to read things as that being implied. I don't want this to be too far of an aside, but I never... I get that they're supposed to be implied or something, but that never strikes me as a genuine way to present yourself. Right. Like, oh, I wasn't implying you. I was implying... When I when I hashtagged kill all white men, I wasn't talking about you, white man. Well, I was when, talking about everyone else. When, when Donald Trump says that Mexicans are uh, drug dealers and rapists, obviously I guess it's implied except for the good ones, but no one like says that. They're like He followed it up with except for the a couple a few that I assume are good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, I guess he actually did follow he it up did. with. He but knows, he still he gets shit for it. it and rightly so, I think he gets shit for it. Yes. And so. and so I think it the same applies. Yeah. Well I hear, you know, I hate women somewhat regularly. Yeah. Um Oftentimes I from women. Which is the weirder thing. Or I hate men. And you know, Maybe they're including themselves in that, and maybe not. And you kind of just have to let them rage. Um, See, I <laughs> rage it out. I have this weird thing, like, and I I don't know if this is too far of an aside or not. But like, if they said, "I hate men," "I hate women," I mean, it depends on who it is in the context. Like, you're not going to go out and challenge every little thing, right? right? That's just that's just part of time management. But if it's a <laughs> but if it's a friend, if they had said, "Man, I hate all Mexicans," it's like you know, right? At but what they point don't do you usually line, say. Right? But they didn't. People don't usually say, I hate all men, or I hate all women. So you, you put in all, and I think that's a word that makes a huge difference. I was thinking of that, that hashtag that was going around a couple years ago that was kill all men. Oh my gosh, uh, that's a real thing. There, there, was a, there was a diversity director at a college that, after months of this, finally got fired because she, she kept using that on the oh, school account well, that she managed. you know, I gotta say, I think that's really inappropriate for her to do that. I agree. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that that you should be suggesting that we kill all of insert group of people here. That's sort of my thing when drawing with big brushes like that. There's, and I think, I mean, I guess kill all mosquitoes. Yeah. No, 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 we already had this discussion. We did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so, uh, this might be like, again, too far of an aside. Um, but is there a meaningful distinction between I hate men and I hate all men? Yes. 
Do you think so? I mean, like, clearly they're different sentences, but it seems to me men, whether you're saying all men or men, like, seems to indicate the, the I sex. Even, I, I have like, even said, ugh, men, or ugh, I, I hate men. To, oh, sure, refer, in that, to, in, in to refer to some men. Dude, I, I have said old white men are the worst. I've literally said that and meant it, because fuck these old white dudes ruining shit. Those, but, but, but you obviously don't mean all old white men, because lots of old white men are awesome. Yeah. There's, Can um, I tell you some stories about some older white men? <laughs> are they awesome? No, not oh. in this case. We were talking about Dan Dennett earlier. Yeah, see? Yeah. He's an older white guy. He's pretty chill. Yeah. Sure, give us, give us the, a... The one who looks like a stereotypical, what you guys would imagine as a philosopher. I picture him as my as my go-to philosopher, because he, he looks somewhat like Socrates. Again, he does not have a full head of dark hair... And he's not German and staring <laughs> in the distance, so no, not at all what a philosopher looks Are like. You, what about Nietzsche? I actually yes, Nietzsche is my go-to philosopher. Okay, but there were there was a whole school of Germans, you know, that had their thing. They usually had beards, though. Nietzsche was the only one that shaved his chin. <laughs> it's a thing. Philosophers grew beards for some reason. I don't know why. It made them seem more Aristotelian, apparently. Yeah, uh, maybe that was it. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I was thinking because. So, so this guy ended up um, contacting one of my partners. He found a link for the, my partner through OkCupid, through my profile, and went to his profile and wrote to him that, um, dude, you're sleeping with a, a feminist. <laughs> oh, God forbid. <laughs> and your, your partner said, yes, so is she. <laughs> <laughs> You're sleeping with a feminist, uh, you should reevaluate your choices. And um, I, I was just thinking about that, about being a feminism, and you were talking about old white men being the worst, and while that's not true that all old white men are the worst, <laughs> I was just thinking about some of my my few experiences in being overtly kind of discriminated against in, in work, mm-hmm. um, and how the how they've involved some older white men. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time, I mean, I had a board member who, after I had gotten up and talked to a group of potential donors, and the CEO of our company had gotten up and also said her piece um, to, to this group of donors, he got up and said, well, you've heard the compassionate side from the women. Oh. Now... I'm here to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you why this is a good business venture and why this has potential in, in the business world, this business perspective. And he said, he didn't even just mention him. He said, the men, me and he then referenced another board member, we know business and, and this is why we're supporting this. What and I was, just and he even referred to us as being soft and all I could think was my boss is not soft <laughs> she is hard as nails and, um, and, and and so ambitious and so dedicated to this you yeah. know what I think of his about old white men and then I was like wow that was incredibly stereotypical and wrong and offensive mm-hmm. and I had to sit there and remove the shock and disgust from my facial expression so that he couldn't see it and that no one else could because I am a professional and 
I have to deal with it because he's a major donor. And, and it sucks because you care about, obviously, whatever you're there yeah. to get donations for. And, and, and shaming him in front of everybody might have hurt the donation numbers. Well, if yes. that shit so. had happened to him, he probably wouldn't have just sat there and, and sucked it up. Oh, uh, I yeah. bet he probably would have you also. Think? Yeah, okay. sure. Um, I don't... If he hadn't, he'd have been weaker than Katrina. I, right. I so think Katrina, that... Katrina demonstrated strength by having to just sit there and <laughs> I think that maybe up, right? he's, um, he's old and rich enough that he can probably get away with saying whatever he wants whenever he wants. Right. But um, I think a lot of it comes down <laughs> to the entitlement. And I think I yeah. mean, part of the problem is older people tend to be more entitled. White people tend to be more entitled. And men tend to be more entitled. And so you kind of get all three of those leading together and you find a lot of great... I mean, that, that is just one of the attitudes that really irritates me more than any other. Entitlement? Yeah. Yeah. But also these old entitled people are also very valuable. Well. Um, especially when they're philanthropists. Mm-hmm. And so people can have really great characteristics, like they are, they're philanthropic, they're altruistic, they love animals, and they want the world to be better for them, and they want to be involved in these causes, and they want to take a chance on a startup with only female employees, and whatever. I was putting a little bit of his imagined bias in there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Obviously... A startup with only female employees is no more of a chance than a startup with only male employees, but um, or mixed or other. But yeah, so that's really interesting. And then another board member who's kind of older, amazing person, just very kind and caring, and in a large way blind to his privilege. Um, we were at a holiday party for for the company, and he called me sexy. And I don't think that he realizes what position that puts me in. You know, as a much younger female employee of an organization that he is in a large part bankrolling. How did you how did you respond? Uh laughed nervously. Okay. Yeah, and then I didn't talk to him for a while after that. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, what's that? And he was gone. <laughs> uh, for for weeks. It actually took my boss being like, Hey, why don't you reach out to this board member, I think it would be good for you to talk to him, because I think she knew why I wasn't, and um, so... Was she trying to get you to leverage that, or was she just no. saying to overcome it? Or overcome something? it. Gotcha. Because, I don't know, I recently saw somebody had written an apology, it was a, it was a white man who had written an apology for pretty much writing um, a Wall Street Journal article telling women that they need to suck it up. And, you know, overcome instead of do something about everyone needs to get together and actually change the environment. But the truth is, we're in a vulnerable situation. And in order to keep our jobs and keep funding for a project that we're passionate about, a lot of times you do have to suck it up. And you have to change your facial expressions, and you have to laugh instead of saying, hey, that's inappropriate. And and that article, it it sounds like a bizarre thing to say to me, because organizing and fighting against that sort of thing is generally harder than sucking it up. I mean, sucking it up is very emotionally taxing, but, like, coming forward and saying to the guy, hey, you know, that was inappropriate, when he is the boss and bankrolling the company, that is fucking tough. I would not have been able to do that. At the time, at the time, it was very tough. I think I can probably talk with him about it now, since we're no longer in the same, we're no longer in the same company. Mm-hmm. And he's a good person. Yeah. And good people can make mistakes. Yeah. So. I know I have. Yeah, we all do. 
We all do. And, and that's um, why we have the edit function on the podcast. And that's... <laughs> yeah. And I think that as, as good people, we kind of want to know when something that we said put somebody in a really tough spot or, you know, was, was, was problematic for some reason. I like that. That, that seems charitable. And I, and I think that's probably... I doubt that he knew he was making you uncomfortable. No, it, prob- it probably he just thought he was right giving me a compliment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't realize that if you're uncomfortable by that, I mean, there's there's so many barriers between you being able to express that to him. Exactly. Like, you, you can't uh, risk, I guess, hurting your, your position at the company. You're standing with the the board, with, you know, his his uh, charity budget, whatever. Like, you, you, so you just have to roll with it, and that sucks. And I, I don't... Even just general politeness urges you to roll with it. Like, how often have you not told someone that they had something on their face or their zipper was down just because it would be embarrassing to mention it? Well, that's different, I think, than... Uh, I think it's a similar instinct. Yeah, I mean, the instinct is not to draw attention to yourself, like, against somebody who has higher status, for sure. But I think, you know, like, if I said something offensive to somebody and I didn't know it was offensive, I'd mm-hmm. want them to let me know. Mm-hmm. Like, man, Stephen, you realize, like, that could be construed this way. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, oh, shit, thank you for letting me know. I would have gone my whole life without knowing that. So I try to be mindful of stuff, but obviously I can't be mindful of everything. So I count on people around me to be able to do that. But I would hope that I wouldn't be in a position where somebody might have too much incentive not to say something, right? So I, would... I just had someone help me out with that a few weeks ago. They, they were like, this thing that you're trying to put in your story is um, very problematic, and here's why. And I was like, oh, you are right. And thank you for pointing that out to me, because... Who knows if I would have tried to, you know, send this to someone with that still in it, and they would have thought I was terrible. <laughs> is what is what it is too irrelevant or? Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty irrelevant. Yeah. But it, it was. I'm just saying, it was nice that my friends were willing to help me out with that. No, those and are they good. Didn't think worse of me. Well, they probably thought a little bit worse of me, but you know. Or they might. They might have. It, 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 might, it depends have, on how you react Exactly. To it. it might have gone down when they saw it and be like, man, he's the kind of guy who would say this. I'm going to mention this to him. And then you were like, oh shit. So they might have thought more of you after the interaction, right? Because you're the kind of person who can update on on that sort of information and become a better person. And I mean, most, a, lot of, a lot of people would double down and say, fuck you. Or, well, I'm not sure what it is, but like it could be... Uh, I think that that's, that's all too common. Uh, people, instead of trying to be more understanding and encompassing they just they i like the word double down they stick to their guns and they're gonna they're gonna die on that hill right Mm -hmm. so that that says something negative about that person probably the last thing that i wanted to get to was um without naming anybody's names this writer who who wrote to me who found me on okcupid and wrote insults also also wrote to partners and one of my partners on his profile mentioned that he in the past has sex on someone's grave and um so out of curiosity why does he have that on his profile uh because it's weird and funny okay and uh quirky okay it's very quirky yeah it's a quirky thing and uh that'll attract some people just uh, you know unattract some other people or repel other people kind of like the guy with the with the shave your legs thing right right Right. yeah it's one of those things to just you know it's a, it's a magnet. For, I, I, yeah. think, I think it's probably important to point out that it isn't like someone's grandmother's grave. It was like a statue of a famous person, right? Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's different. There's no body involved, yeah. actually. And, um, and not that there wasn't someone's grandma, you know, <laughs> there once, but... Right. 
But, you know, it wouldn't have been someone's grandma. It would have been someone's great-great-grandma or something. Anyway, the point is... war times. No one cares anymore. (laughs) People care. People care a lot, which is why I'm not sure that um, the partner who posted that maybe realized what a violently negative reaction some people would have to the idea of somebody being sexually active in the proximity of a dead body or the, a former dead body and currently dirt. So okay. See, um, I was about to say like being sexually active near a dead body would be creepy as fuck, but in a graveyard, I think it's just, it's a pretty area. They're, they're nicely. Right. Kept. Yeah. So people have different, you know, attractions to graveyards and like if I was in a morgue and there was a dead body there, I'd be like, get me the fuck out of this place. What my, this partner would probably be into that too. Oh, okay. But uh, so I guess he was he was expressing something about himself, mm-hmm. and so so this this guy the the Tinder guy wrote you know shit to that partner about that as well, like oh desecrating graves this is a real problem, and <laughs> and I thought that was kind of interesting and even though I have no idea if this person is conservative or how they how they classify themselves politically. It reminded me of Jonathan Haidt's work on um, on kind of purity and conservatism versus liberalism. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do either of you kind of want to explain what that work is? Was he the guy that had the, uh, the five uh, pillars of um, ethics for conservatives and how the liberals only have the two of them? Yes. Okay. And purity was one of the ones for conservatives. Yes. It turns out that and he, he he's he's not the the armchair philosopher he's a uh, I think he's a psychologist um, this is yeah this so, is experimental yeah so he, he well, yeah exactly he he didn't he didn't come up with this in his basement by himself he he this is the result of research it turns out that there are uh, moral considerations that some people have that others don't have and he, he he was able to to narrow down that it turns out if you if you're identify as strongly conservative you have more classes of things that you consider to be moral, morally relevant mm-hmm. than uh, someone who classifies themselves as liberal. And that was that's where this is coming from. So purity is one of the things that liberals don't care about and that conservatives do care about. Do we remember what the five were? No. Okay. I should. One of them was purity. One of them was... Sanctity might have been different than purity. Sanctity was different than purity. Ooh, um, I wonder if sanctity is the, uh, is the desecrating graves one instead of purity. Probably. I think purity was... In the examples that I, I, I saw one of his talks a long time ago, it was something to do with um, uh, avoiding contagion. It was, I think, mostly like sexual purity uh, was was one of the was one of the major focuses. So it would be both purity and sanctity. Having sex is purity, and then that's negative. <laughs> it's a negative purity if you have sex, apparently. Well, that's that's how purity works, right? I guess, and. <laughs> We're moving the dog, <laughs> and um, and then the sanctity for the sanctity of a burial site or a memorial or whatever it happens to be. Are you looking up those pillars right now? Yes, and sanctity slash degradation was one of them. So uh-huh. it, was, it was not two. It was turned out to be one thing. Okay, sanctity uh, and degradation. Yeah, so we are degrading the sanctity of of a grave site by doing an impure act rather than a pure act. Well, I mean, there's like an obvious religious motivation for this type of thing that 
you know, then you can kind of say, well, okay, that's easy enough to disregard. But there's also something along the lines of, like, we thought it was inappropriate that Trump was talking about his penis size during the debate, right? That's true. Right. No, but, 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 yeah. but, but, I mean, everyone has a penis. Why? No, only well, half the people have oh, a penis. Excuse me, every, every male has a penis. Okay, what am I saying? I, what, everyone I, has genitalia? Everyone knows, yeah. The, 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 these, are, these are these are facts that we can talk about. That you know, why are these facts not on the table for political? You know, at this at this time. Well, it's that's because not really it shouldn't be up for consideration. Well, it, it wasn't. I don't know if it was consideration. Think it was just very important. <laughs> yeah, some people think it's important, but I think it was out there for like, why isn't this? Why shouldn't this be discussed right now? Well, because I mean, there's something about the the purity of we're trying to have an intellectual debate. We don't care about what's under your your underwear, right? Mm-hmm. So why talk about it? Yeah. Um, so I mean, there, there's there's a not stupid version of consideration there that. Uh, well, did hate? Um, I don't know exactly how to pronounce his last name, but of course we'll have it on the website so you can actually see how it's spelled. H a i d t d t. Yeah, hate. How did he determine conservatism versus liberalism? Like, what kind of survey did he use? We should um, find that out. Yeah, I will. We'll find his. I think he either had a TED talk or a short lecture that we'll we'll link to, mm-hmm. or a paper, or, or both. Either way. Because people, even if they identify themselves as conservative, oftentimes have various beliefs that are not conservative. Um, People who identified as conservative in this latest election were very, very concerned with um, other people not being able to shame them for saying certain things, right? Right. Um, The anti-PC culture. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting how those those layout and I'm not sure how robust that is but we'll definitely have some resources up on it yeah so the the other ones so there's care and harm are the first are the first one fairness and cheating loyalty and betrayal authority and subversion and sanctity and degradation um liberals only had two it uh that was in the initial findings um and that that was the talk that I saw pre-2011 there was apparently some more research that came out that they had to expanded those definitions. All right. So, like, equality, well, is that fairness or is that care? And that's something that uh, liberals tend to care more about. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there was some nuance that came out after those initial five. Because uh, care-harm, I would imagine everyone has, and um, the, the, the fairness, fairness-cheating one, yeah. I would also imagine everyone has, but then the third one you mentioned, that would also be one that everyone cares about as well. Which one? Not authority and subversion. No. Loyalty-betrayal. Yeah, loyalty-betrayal. Um, don't people care about that? I mean, on a political level. Not just the political level, in general. You don't like to be betrayed by your friends, right? I think, so like, maybe one example might be, uh, some people would say it's uncool to, uh, not support the troops or to burn flags, right? Um, That's so, a loyalty thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So are you loyal to your country? That, that, that sort of consideration. Whereas just, if you don't like, if you maybe don't like what a politician is doing or policies, you might want to be more subversive. And there's certainly examples of people who consider themselves conservative and people who consider themselves liberal on both sides of that. Yeah, I don't think that, that any of these are demarcation where, right. you know, if you have any sanctity concerns, I'll be honest, if, if someone told me that they had sex on my parents' grave or something, I might feel slightly uncomfortable about that. Like, I know mm-hmm. that, like, they're dead, but there's still, like, this, this weird thing... That you care about, it's something about honoring their their dead body. They're, they're still like, so like part of yeah. me intellectually, I'm like, well, 
they're dead, let's just throw them in the river and let, you know, and let them return to nature, whatever the easiest way to dispose of a body. Um, you to know. me, it would be very much about intention. Like, if someone was doing it because they thought it was disrespecting my parents and they wanted to, like, crap on their graves or whatever, then I would probably be upset. But if they're just out there making love, I'd be like, that's sweet. I'm glad my parents could facilitate that. Yeah, there's a difference, I guess. So, like, I mean, like, another natural thing that people might be pissed about is, like, if someone urinated on a, on, on your ancestor's grave. You know, if if literally they're like, well, I thought the the grass could do some evening out. I'll put some some nitrates <laughs> on this part of it. Uh, Hell, even if they just really needed to go, I'd be like, all right, go. I understand that urge. Yeah, or like if they didn't know that it was a grave or something. Right. So like, mostly, there, when, mostly, lots of things are going to pee on people's graves, yeah. and mostly you're just not going to find out about it because right. why would you? Just like if someone were to pee on the grave, have a video of it, and while they're flipping off the camera, <laughs> and then send me that video saying, "Hey, I peed on your mom's grave. Take this, motherfucker," then I'd actually be upset. Or if you're gonna go put flowers on it and you see what's clearly a pile of human feces, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to give an example that we can't dodge, right? right. So like, there's something about that that, like, again, like it doesn't matter to them; they're dead. Mm-hmm. Why should it matter to you? Mm-hmm. They're dead, right? But there's something. Here's like, here's something else that's okay to do on graves. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you want to do an occult ritual over a grave mm-hmm. and you want to raise their spirits as, as zombies, whatever. And you do that. Mm-hmm. That's also an okay thing to do. In addition to having sex or eating a sandwich or, um, yeah, there are a lot of, your ancestor, you know, <laughs> there, there are a lot of things that you can do on a grave that are not, they have zero impact mm-hmm. on anything. Unless you are videotaping it and sending it to the, you know, to people who care. No, I, t- I totally agree. You're not doing, you're like, you're not doing any moral harm to anybody because no one's there to be harmed. Right. So, like, that, that's not, I guess what I'm trying to say is I can kind of see where that, that, that concern's coming from. Um, Could that count as moral negligence? That maybe, maybe the person would walk by and see you on their grave and so you were negligent and not running off to some place that isn't a grave to go pee? I think it's just neutral, because like I said, there's no victims. And to me, morality Especially if you're doing it in the middle of the night. Morality is about who who harms, who who's who's getting benefit. And if, it, if there's literally no one getting hurt, then by all means, go for it. But like, if I had known that somebody did something like that, I, I'm trying to think... Um, I'm trying to articulate it. I guess what I'm saying is that I see something to that, but it's it's hard for me to, to articulate. Maybe that's the point. I mean, I, you've, you've talked about it might hurt someone else. It might hurt someone who's still living, possibly because they have an idea of sanctity. But at some point, we also have freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. And here's can, a question: Yes, can you hurt a dead person? Mm, no, because like yes. uh, okay, I, I, as we were as as before we started recording, we were talking, and I was saying that I I, th- I thought it would be sweet if someone were to fuck on my grave, but. Uh, Thinking in the opposite direction, if after I was dead, someone started spreading rumors about how I was a Nazi and I tortured children in my basement, that doesn't hurt me because I'm dead. Right, you still wouldn't care. Me, right now, just thinking about that is getting very upset. I don't want, after I'm dead, for my memory to be tarnished in that way. Well, I mean... And so I... you, You won't know. You can live a good life and not be a Nazi. Yeah. And you can um, no, you I mean, can try to cement some sort of legacy for yourself, but the truth is that after you're dead, you really can't be harmed. I, I, I agree, because obviously I am dead, but I think that since I have such an aversion to that, 
I have reasons to right now uh, make it the case that anyone who does uh, ruin someone's name like that after they're dead to uh, be punished for that. Really? Yeah. So because I wouldn't want, I would, I want, I would want that to be a norm going into the future that people can't do that. And so if someone were to do that right now, so someone who's dead, you're going to jump to you slander a dead person, you get some sort of punishment. Not necessarily punishment in the legal sense, but there should be some sort of consequences. I mean, so like, there's. I you think, don't think? Like, people disagree with you and tell you that you're wrong? <laughs> or tell you that you're an idiot or something, or that yeah. you're doing something morally reprehensible. So, like, there's. I'm all for freedom of expression. Like, a good example of. Well, first of all, I was going to say yes. I think that you can do harm to a dead person in exactly the way that you described. I also uh, want to be clear um, cemeteries are generally private property. Okay. Or, yeah, so you generally Don't can't. want to be trespassing? It's trespassing. Okay. <clears throat> so, there are other illegal things that are. Yeah potentially going on there. No, but, I mean... Aristotle toyed the idea that uh, a person's eudaimonia could be affected after their after their death for mm-hmm. exactly that reason. That if your legacy is destroyed, then everything you worked to build or something, now they just remember you as this whatever, pick something terrible, Nazi, pedophile, yeah. I mean, assuming monster. that I do die, which I hope I don't, but assuming that I do, the legacy is the only lasting implication that I ever existed exactly. on the world, right? Yeah, so I mean, pick any dead person you admire, and then... If you learn that somebody was going through a Wikipedia and internet changing campaign to destroy that person's legacy, you might think they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that you'd be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, who's being harmed? I mean, not that person. Like you said, they're dead. But to the extent that that person has any continuation that is worth considering, like a legacy or, you know, descendants or people to look up to them, you're harming them. Yeah. So that's a long digression on, on sanctity. I think. It was a very weird context in which that all came up. I want to make it clear that I'm not sympathizing with the context that the conversation came up in. That guy was clearly not making the best use of his time. I, 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 like I said, for me, it's more about, like, what is he doing that day? I think it was a weekday. Does he not have a job? Like, where is he at that he has an hour to give you a hard time and track people down? So for me, it's just like, you have a weird sense of priorities, man. And even if you don't have a job, don't you have a video game or a book or anything at all that's... More interesting to More do? swiping to do. Yes, really. Um, no, this all happened pretty quick, so I guess it wasn't. It was something that he felt was worthwhile. It's. It was just an interesting experience, and I wanted to share that with everyone. I and to be clear, I was not trying to say anything about uh, your situation. I, I still think it's sweet if people fuck in graveyards, and I don't think consider that a degradation of anyone's legacy. I think I it's romantic. To, yeah, it's very goth. Yes. So I knew you would appreciate it. <laughs> okay. yes. I don't know. I'm secretly get, a goth. I don't know how I could get an erection in the graveyard. Like, <laughs> I mean, the, it's all those ghosts. It's not even it's ghosts. It's all those skellies. I, I, I get this, this just like this weight, this depressing feeling. Right. Of no, all, it'll be of like trying to fuck an old folks' home, right? Worse. Worse. Okay. I mean, like the like these surrounded by people that are annihilated forever. Like that just that's not that doesn't turn me on. I might turn some people on. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's not it's not for me. And I'm not saying they can't. I, I'm saying that I sympathize somewhat with somebody's disinclination to have that done on somebody's grave that yes, they care about. I do too. Yeah. I also sympathize. And so I guess one of the other things that I hadn't mentioned yet is maybe you should weigh that. Um, this guy is grossed out or disgusted or feels like a violation has been has happened and that should probably be weighed you know if you're being a nice person you're putting information out there and your information is um i did this thing 
it's kind of like saying, hey, woman, shave your legs. Right. Yeah, you're going to offend some people. I get the feeling, though, that this guy was sort of just on a roll. I, I, imagine, <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine that if he had heard this in a different context, he would have chuckled or just... Been I, into I, it. If not, if, not this, if not this person, I can imagine somebody who would be offended in this context because they're looking for things to be mad about, mm-hmm. uh, but not in another context. So I think he was just looking for anything to, to, yeah. to snipe at. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I've had enough people who are really, really interested in uh, getting to know me. Wink, wink. <laughs> and when I turned them down, all of a sudden I was a horrible slut. Okay. And I was in an unethical lifestyle, and how dare I? Yeah. Just a really a full 180. So, yeah, I know I know how it is when people are looking for something to, to be pissed about. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for talking to me about this depressing topic. We're at over an hour and a half of recording time at this point, so okay. shall we Just sign right off? Uh, do before we do, feedback? Uh, yeah, but I can save it for later, um, since we're already over. The one thing I did want to say was that, um, at the moment, all three of the conspirators are unemployed, and <laughs> <laughs> while none of us think this is going to continue to be a problem for much longer, uh, it did get us to thinking about paying, uh, the hosting bills and such, and so we have set up a, is it Patreon or Patreon? Patreon. Patreon. We've set up a Patreon account in case anyone wants to throw us a dollar every now and then. Or on a per episode basis. Yeah, we'll give you the link in the show notes. Yay! Also, um, Inuyash especially spent a lot of money on microphones. So it would be nice if we could at least cover that. As far as, I know we're not going to get to feedback, but there were a couple people that were wrote in really good things and that I want to get around to that I really appreciated, I want to acknowledge, but we're going to save for later. I don't know how to, how to do that. We can cut this if we want. Yeah, uh, just let them know. We'll get around to their things. I thought that they were. I we just, love your feedback. We haven't forgotten about you. We yeah. love you, listeners. Um, we don't care what your opinions are. Yeah, and but if we you still care, love you. We do you, care what your opinions are. Let us know. Right, your opinions <laughs> are great. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> and uh, if you don't, th- if you don't have a dollar to throw us, you can always just leave us a review on iTunes, which is almost as good. All right. Anyway, bye. Bye. When you lay it all out to the words that I said, they look bad, don't they?